Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the news. There is just too much stuff this week to relegate it to not the whole episode. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, but before we get into this action-packed news roundup, we got to make sure that we remember our pickles. Of the. Of the. Damn it. Week? Almost, boys. Almost. Okay. Okay. Dylan, I'm sorry. Last week was good. Last week we tried. I'm never saying of the again. You heard it here first, folks. Next week I'm going to say either pickle or week. I'm not telling. Well, Michael starts it, so he has to do no, But I don't. Sometimes I don't. Huh. Hmm. He has yeah. to keep us hmm. on our toes. Uh, so I'm picking um, comic book history of animation number one. This is sort of a sequel to the comic book history of comics, um, which is a little too meta. But this is a comic book history of animation. What that is, it's sort of going through classic to modern animation from uh, Ardman, which is like, a, you know, Wallace and Gromit, to Disney, to Hayao Miyazaki, Hanna-Barbera, Pixar, and, and everything in between. Uh, it's just uh, an interesting uh, look at the history of uh, animated film. Nice. Yes. Uh, I am picking Homesick Pilots. Homesick Pilots. Uh, it is by two people. Yeah. That I mm-hmm. forgot their names. Wow. Horrible. Very horrible. Body. This guy. But they did a prepared. book uh, a years ago called Limbo. It was really cool. It was about uh, being Dan, stuck in Dan uh, Waters uh, and Casper Wingard. Yes. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, Casper's art's very good. Yes, it uh, is. I like uh, Dan's storytelling, so I was very excited about this. It has a very 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s feel to it. It's a horror book, so, you know, I was excited about it. Excellent. Send us some PDFs early, you know? Yeah, it looks really good. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to read the PDFs, but... The First three issues. Um, gotta, gotta the art's great. Dylan, what you got? I'm picking a new... Dawn of X title. What? Are we still in Dawn of X? Or are we in Reign of X? It's Reign of Whatever. X now. Rain. New Reign of X title um, called SWORD. An acronym. SWORD? Um, What's it stand yeah. for? I don't know. Uh, super <laughs> wow. well off. Space. Okay, know. well, space. who knows? But it, it has Team Table in it, and it's once in Abigail, Abigail Brandon. It's like space. Space X-Men. Space Mutants. Uh, sentient world observation and response department. Yeah, but it's. Go. I don't think it's like the old Marvel Sword though. Okay. You know? It has Abigail Brand, so I guess it is related to it. But it's not. It's not like the old Shield Space Shield kind of thing, you know. Okay. To be honest, I don't know much about it because it's a bunch of new characters. But. But that's exciting. We'll that's, that's sort of what this whole uh, X verse thing has been doing so well is getting you invested in stuff with new characters or re- redoing classic stuff. So true. But uh, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out and it helps new people to find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and do it um let's talk about our events 
Um, this, I'll, I'm going to go first as always uh, with all of my gaming events. So this Friday, which is the 11th, um, we are having Keyforge. That is a sealed event. Um, the following week on the 18th, we are having Keyforge. Um, and that is going to be our Christmas survival event, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so the way that works is you buy a deck. Uh, you buy in uh, like normal, but you bring a deck from home and you also get a random loose deck from the store and you have to win with both of them to win the tournament. Um, and then on the day after that, sept uh, September, December 19th is our paint night. Uh, this, this month we're doing freestyle, paint whatever you want, bring any miniature, paint it at your desk, point your webcam down, join the, don't join the, uh, the voice chat. Watch along on Twitch. You can follow Nick Ryan. Uh, he uh, will probably be streaming it again. Uh, we had a good time last time. I think I'm going to be painting um, a cyberpunk Santa, which Ooh. will tie into what I've been painting, which I'll get to in our What I Didn't Did. That's all I got. That's all you got for What You Done Did? That's, no, for my, uh, for oh, my, for uh, okay. for my, okay. for my uh, events. Dylan, what so, kind of events you got? Um, we got a live sale tonight. We got what? a lot of... Uh, Key Silver Age Spider-Man issues, some Silver Age X-Men, a um, bunch of modern variants, like exclusive to other retailers and stuff that are pretty cool. Um, and then December 19th, we have a live creator event with Lauren Miracle and Isaac Goodhart, the creators of DC's Victor and Nora, which is a really good graphic novel, out at all Bedrock City locations now. And nice. that's pretty much it. That is uh, December 19th at bedrockcity.com slash live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Same night as paint night, unfortunately. Yes, but, but you, you can, can do, do both. Bo you can do both easily. Yes. We had people who, we had more than one pe person do both the last time. So um, we'll also pretty, have a soft opening for a new location at some point this month, I hope. At some point. At some point. Not a grand opening. We'll plan something for that, but a soft opening. Right. It's going to be real soft. Yeah. <laughs> wow um hard opening is next month <laughs> uh, let's move on to what what i done did um i have been in a cyberpunk mood so i have been painting i painted two little mini dudes this probably won't show up on camera but we're gonna do it anyway uh i painted two cyberpunk goblins who are looking at their phones the whole time i painted, painted them in matching colors but opposites um, yes, yeah the two little goblins looking at their phones uh getting ready i'm getting ready for the cyberpunk 2077 this week man yeah uh, that, that's the that's the real pickle of the week let's be honest like cyberpunk 2077 coming out uh tomorrow uh tomorrow if you're listening tomorrow to yeah yeah on release day um i'm off tomorrow i am also off tomorrow funny how that works out i'm hoping for that preload maybe i can play it at like you know 10 or something but yeah i'd be lit i don't think it's gonna work out like that but you know you never know Never know. Um, but I done did that. That's about all I done did. Um, oh, you know what? I'll tell you know what, Dylan. I, I want to get Dylan's take on this. This is this is this is uh, unsolicited. So we'll see how he uh, deals with this. Okay. So I reorganized uh -oh. my movie collection, my deep, my Blu-rays. Okay. So I did not do it alphabetically. <gasps> um, I did it by genre. No. Release studio. Meaning like Arrow Video, like Arrow Video puts out like a specialized set set of movies in the Criterion. And then I did, uh, so I have Arrow, Criterion, 
Scream Factory, which is a subdivision of Shout Factory. Uh, then I have uh, Vestron and Vinegar Syndrome, and then Steelbooks, and then 4K, and then everything else. Interesting. I'm just, I'm just getting rid. I got rid of a good chunk of my movies during the pandemic, and I'm down to, according to my collector's app, I'm down to 147. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I don't need this crap, and I've decided I want to cultivate a more boutique blu-ray collection of having like the weird crap like even if mm-hmm. i really like the movie like do i really need like i don't know kill bill volume one and two on blu-ray which i very much enjoy that movie but i'm never gonna bust that blu-ray out to watch it sure 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 never like i have it on streaming i'm good you know right and plus it's just a regular edition like there's nothing fancy about that at all um but in doing so, in re- doing this reorganizing, I know some of these things get expensive. Um, I have this Donnie Darko uh, Arrow video set that I didn't realize was about 120 bucks that I paid 24, <laughs> and it's mm. still sealed. So I might end up flipping that. We'll see. Uh, lady. Ooh. I don't know if you'd ever if if you've ever organized anything that wild, Dylan. That's a that's a bold choice. It it's is. not one that I would choose, but I well, I'll tell you. I'll your... tell you the reason for it. I'll have to send a picture to the chat. I can't do it now, but I uh, it's in like a compartmentalized shelf, and so all the arrow fits on one, and all the cra- it's very like mm-hmm. neatly separated. So now that'll all fall out the window when I expand it and I get more, and then. Of but course. right now it looks clean. But aesthetically, I'm sure it looks I can't clean. talk. My graphic novel bookshelf is by color, so wow! Like I can't. You know, mine. My, mine. What are you doing with these new X Men books? How are you going? How are you going to display those? I don't know because I like the way the rainbow looks all together. You know, all the yeah. Don. You know, all the Don of X books are like a different colored spine. They look right. really nice together. I have them on my desk right now, but when I take them home, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. All my graphic novels uh, were in alphabetical order, and then I moved last year. And I just threw them back on the shelf in, in in no particular order, and they are still in no particular order. <laughs> oof, oof. Do it by color. That's that's take, a bold choice. Take the dive. I feel like doing it by color is even more off the wall than by <laughs> by which company puts out a Blu-ray. Yeah, a little bit. True. I did I did my closet by color a couple of uh, months ago, and I haven't looked back. I love well, it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. Except for like, I have all my wrestling shirts in one spot and all my like game shirts in one spot. Like, you ruined I, it. I know. No, that's also the way to go. Because sometimes, you, sometimes I want to wear a wrestling shirt. I just don't know which one. I gotta look through them, you know. And I got all mm-hmm. my game shirts, like D and D, Cyberpunk, Masquerade, all that stuff, all together. Because um, I, I like when back whenever or whenever we run events in the store, I like to wear a shirt themed to whatever we're running. Or like when Cyberpunk came out, I wore a Cyberpunk shirt, whatever mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I need need to have those on uh, on easy access. But anyway, that's along what I done did. Dylan, what yep. you done did? <laughs> I'll make mine short. Um, what did I watch? That's basically <laughs> what I done did. Uh, I watched the Selena series, some of that on Netflix. I How watched, was that? It's okay. It's pretty soapy. I don't think it's very uh, accurate or well done. Um, full CW ish, you know. Okay. Um, I watched a reality show on HBO called Twelve Dates of Christmas. It's kind of like yeah. The Bachelor, um, but it's like elevated because it's HBO, you know? Um, Welcome to Christmas. I don't know. Oh. I didn't do much. More house stuff. Did you watch Sorry. the... Um, uh, why am I forgetting the name of the show? The Rue stuff. 
for uh, HBO. I I never finished Euphoria. You never finished Euphoria? It's too depressing. I'll, it is. I don't you know. have to you have to watch them in touch for sure. I don't like watch Zendaya fall off the rails for eight hours. You know, no, no, like, it ends pretty happy. Acceptable, I guess. It's just so dark. Um, it is dark. It is I'd rather dark. leave the tragedy to real life, and then. <laughs> but uh, I also read. We got. I don't know if y'all got them too, but some advanced copies of the DC Future State books, and I actually read some of them the other day. Oh, nice! I'm trying to go in order. Um, I read that next Batman one. That was that was cool. good. I read Flash. Um, yeah, and I read Teen Titans, which was decent as well. Nice. I I'm tempted to read the ones that only, that I care about, like Wonder Woman and Batman, but I'm trying to go in order. But I feel I feel a little lost because I think there's like some kind of one shot that comes out before Future yeah, State yeah, yeah. that I have don't have access to. So I'm like, what? Oh, I read Harley Quinn too. That one was good. The art was great in that one. But I'll update as I read more. I haven't. I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman, the Joel Jones one. It's the one I want to read the most. Yeah, that would be a good one. But um, so far, the order has meant nothing because they're all their own thing. So maybe I can skip around. But I don't know. It's good so far. I'm excited for Future State. Word. What'd you do, Ron? Uh, I we we did a triple feature. Uh, oh Saturday. boy. Saturday, mind you. So after oh, no. work at like eight o'clock, mm-hmm. oof. We we watched. Oof. So the plan was to watch Tokyo Drift. Oh, right. God. And then watch another movie, and we were gonna do uh, uh, Riddick. No, I lied. We're gonna do Triple X, the first one. Oh, we were gonna do Triple X. Yeah, we were gonna. <laughs> yeah, we we're gonna do Triple X. What? And then, um, somebody, probably me, was like, "You know what? We could watch four and watch five back to back right now." Oh my god! And then Javi was like, "Let's do it. Let's do it, boys." So yeah, we watched three Fast and Furious movies. What was that like? <sighs> What a time! What was it like dragging through four? It was fine, actually. Uh, Maybe we, with the group, you know. Fine. I mean, boring, obviously, but like, you know, when you get the Watch Boys together, they're right. they're they combinated combination of minds, their hive mind. Is, but how'd is they like number five though? How'd they like Fast Five? Well, here's the thing: this is Javi's first time watching them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin had seen he had seen five and on. So basically, okay. one through four, he need he needed to watch. Javi loves Tokyo Drift, <laughs> of course, and that's and that's where that is. He loves the DK. He loves the DK. So there you go. I mean, who doesn't? It was a it was a good night. It was a good night. That sounds fun. So yeah. okay, Triple X. Other than that, I did not. Triple remind me with Triple X. Triple X was Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah. And then for the first movie, or was it two? Yes, for the first movie. And the then it became movie, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yes, sir. And then he they was back in the third and one. They came back. The Return is in the cage. Oh boy, <laughs> I've only seen the first one. I've I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the Return. We need uh, to watch that sometime. But at some yeah. point, yeah, be, I'm sure be, we'll do a, a triple feature of the triple X movies. That'll be a uh, well. That's for Vin Diesel month uh, next year. Oh, yes. I meant the Watch Boys was going to do. Oh, no. no. I mean, we'll, we'll have to get I, I don't expect us to watch some movies. We'll, we'll have to get all of Washington on uh, on on that episode. We'll just uh Yes. Talk just about share one mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. 
Oh boy. That was um, it. As long as the microphone is near the heights, it'll be okay. Um, they can share it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get on to the news. Um, Umbrella Academy news. Elliot Page will continue to play Vanya in season three of the Netflix series. The news broke yesterday that X-Men Last Stand star Elliot Page has come out as trans, and the actor made it clear uh, in an emotional social media post that his pronouns are now he and him and they them. Um, understandably, many people have wondered what that means for his role in Netflix's um, The Umbrella Academy, in which Page plays the female Vanya Hargreaves. It's now been confirmed via Variety that Vanya will, be con- uh, will continue to be depicted as female in the small screen comic book adaptation with the non with the nine bo- oh my god I can't even talk with the non-binary transgender page still in the role. Uh good. I mean this makes sense, right? Like yeah. you, you can have a non you know they they cast against type all the time, right? So this is no big deal. Yeah, but I've seen a lot of people being like, well, why can't you know like cisgender people play transgender people if if she can if like you know, if Vanya right. can still be a woman, you know, but sure. I don't, it's not, it's like a, it's not, it's a false equivalency. You yeah. Know? Cause it's never about mm-hmm. accuracy. It's about representation, you know? Right. right. And, and so it's like, and, there's so many transgender roles that have been all been played by cisgender people, you know? Right. So, I saw, and it's like, there's meme. no excuse. Uh, the meme was, uh, I can't wait for the casting announcement of the straight cisgendered white woman to play the uh, Elliot Page story. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll be watching that in like 80 yeah. years. Um, <sighs> but you know, maybe ScarJo can do it. Yeah, Dang. I mean, she can do anything. I mean, Any tree. I I know. Well, she's going to be Groot in the new uh, the new Guardians. I don't know if you saw that. That's that's crazy. <laughs> um, so this is a uh something only Ron will know anything about. Um, Sting the wrestler has signed a multi-year deal with AEW and has made a, made a surprise TV appearance on Dynamite last week. Um, it was crazy. It was a huge surprise, and I don't know how no, nobody knew about this. Um, AEW TNT champion Darby Allin and Cody defeated Team Taz on uh, Dynamite last week. Um, after the match, a brawl broke out between them, and just as they were about to do a bad thing, the lights went out, and Sting made his way out to the ring, and then Team Taz you know, ran away, and then he stared down everybody. As later announced, Sting signed a multi-year deal with AEW. He will also speak on next week's Dynamite, which is tonight. Sting last wrestled in 2015, where he suffered a career-ending injury during a match with uh, Seth Rollins. Um, and then he was uh, forced to retire. Uh, that is two people that Seth Rollins has catastrophically injured. Uh, he <laughs> should not be working. Just saying. Um, wow. Hey, Seth Rollins like nearly killed Finn Balor, like with the same move that he killed Sting with. Like, just don't let him do it. But anyway, so this was very exciting for you know ten year old Michael who had a Sting birthday party at a bowling alley when he was ten. Uh, yeah, Sting's old, right? Sting is 61. yeah. Let's say how old is he? Sting is sixty one. Well, maybe he shouldn't be fighting either. Well, right. So they said he signed to a multi year contract. Yeah, that's I mean, wild. I don't know if that I, I I assume he's not going to be an in-ring competitor. Oh, okay. I assume not. I assume he's was he like I, an announcer or something? No, I don't know. I mean, he's yeah, got, I don't know. He has not said any words yet on TV. Um, he was always in phenomenal shape, 
even when he was an older guy competing, even when he was in his 50s, early 50s, and competing in TNA wrestling, he was still one of the best guys in shape in that company and able to work at, a, at the young guy's pace. But he's 61, man. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that's wild, dude. That's Ric Flair territory. But he yeah. had a bat, so that was really cool. So, no, I was super hyped. Um, but I hope he – so there's a, there's another guy in, in TNT named Darby Allen, who kind of has some sting energy about him, and people are speculating that there's going to be some sort of a uh, mentorship uh, manager situation. But it's nice to have somebody like Sting okay. show up on, on TV, you know. Uh, I, I expect he's not going to be in, in, in working in ring. Like, okay. But we'll see. You would assume that. That's cool, though. But it's yeah, find out. very cool. So, Dylan, do you know that name? Do you know who Sting is? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I know Seth Rollins too. Okay. Well, I assume Sting is like one of those like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker types that yeah everybody sure. has heard of. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, transcended, Hawk, right? Um, but but it's so weird. Uh, anyway, I could go on about Sting. Um, <laughs> Sting is just a very interesting guy. Uh, Hawkeye set photos and videos leak. A video from the set of the currently shooting Hawkeye Disney Plus series which was shared earlier online uh, this week. Uh, and while footage wasn't uh, the clearest, it did appear to confirm that Bumblebee act- the, the Bumblebee actress had indeed joined the cast as Kate Bishop, who I guess that is Haley Seinfeld, according to the article. Um, now, a second video has found its way online, and this one leaves no doubt. There's an exclamation point. There's... Since this article has come out, there's been tons of photos and stuff. So right, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty. I don't understand what I'm. Just... I, I've never seen this happen where there was no confirmation, but then they just like you see them as the character on set. Right. Doesn't make any sense to me. What's the? You could have had a What's you know tale? a little PR moment by officially announcing her. You know. Right. I mean, you're not going to keep it a secret. Maybe they wanted the the set photos to be a big deal because they know when set photos are coming out, you know, like, Oh, we're going to shoot outside in New York city this day. Like there's going to be, you know, right. So maybe they're like, Oh, that'll be the reveal. Yeah. But, but it's like, just, it's bizarre. I don't yeah, know. But she hasn't even come out and like, you know, Hey guys, I mean, there's no lying at this point. She's in all purple with a bow and arrow on the set of Hawkeye. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, who knows, but I'm glad uh, we can finally put it to rest. You know, I feel like there's been a Haley Seinfeld saga this year. Until the, um, the real article comes out and confirms. I'm sure there was truth to it because I'm sure she was in talks and then maybe her schedule, you know, didn't allow for it. And then maybe COVID happened and her schedule freed up or who right. knows things. There's always like a different ups and downs to these, but I'm glad it's happening. Because this is like, I feel like it's a different thing to sign up for a Marvel movie than it is for some other movie because you're basically like committing years of your life to something, you know? Right. Cause you're going to have to be in this and then be in other TV shows and maybe movies. And like, look right. at Scarlett Johansson. Like she had a huge movie career and she still does, but she's like still mostly does Marvel movies or did, you know, mm-hmm. there's no like Vicky Christina Barcelona's anymore. I guess she did a uh, Lucy and, <laughs> She did a and, Ghost uh, in the Shell. Yeah, she really got to flex her acting chops in Ghost in the Shell. I think it, Mar- that's another that's another interesting aspect to it too, because I think it puts you in a 
the public mindset of like, oh, she's this character, you know? Right. Like, are they willing to see you in other roles? Like, are people willing to see Tom Holland in Uncharted? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's like if Daniel Radcliffe had another franchise during Harry Potter. Well, but we're in this weird timeline where, like, this happens a lot. Like, Oscar Isaacs is cast as, like, in, like, everything. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, in everything. Yeah, three other movies, yeah. He's in, yeah. he's in everything. It's weird. Dune, Moon Knight. Yeah, another one we'll get to. He's got, he's got Star Wars. He's got Dune. He's got Marvel. Um, yeah. And some other things, as we'll get there. Um, Wonder Woman 1984's runtime has been revealed. Ooh. If you've been wondering how long you'll spend watching this sequel... Um, then we uh, now have an answer for you. According to Collider, Wonder Woman's 1984 runtime will be a two hour and th- will be two hours and 31 minutes. That means it's 10 minutes longer than 2017's Wonder Woman, making it one of the longest movies in the DC extended universe to date. Um, that seems like a long movie for Wonder Woman to. Yeah. Have y'all seen any of those uh, reviews come out? No, I haven't. Look at them. I saw the reactions, but. Those That's what I meant. Reactions, not reviews. I guess. Yeah, they do. They did they're the social positive. media reaction thing where they're like, they yeah. can just say if they liked it or not, not, you right. know, a real review. And they were right. pretty much all positive. So, yeah. Um, I what saw some of them always? saying they like Wonder Woman one. Yeah, they're always positive. Like Rise of Skywalker was glowing. Right. You know everything. The reactions, I think they show it to people who they know will like it, and then be like, "All right, you can tweet about how much you love it." But we'll know for sure when it comes out. But as for the length, I don't know, maybe I'm just being desensitized to it, but it's more weird when a superhero movie is short at this point, like New Mutants, you know? You think so? Like when it's an appropriate length. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mm. just used to, I'm like, oh, of course it's two and a half hours. Like, I guess that's under true. three that is... is normal for me now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that I don't makes like sense the trend, but we don't need. They don't all need to be bloated, you know, but true. We'll see if it's good. You can be long. Hawkeye casts Echo, Clown, Swordsman and more. And Black Widow star Florence Pugh will be returning as Yelena Belova. Um, Variety reports that a number of big names have been added to the Hawkeye series. Oscar nominated actress uh, Vera Farmiga uh, from The Conjuring is set to take on her role take on the role of Eleanor Bishop, the mother of Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop, Fra Fee um, from Les Miserables. Uh, meanwhile, is set to play Kazi, a.k.a. Kazimierz Kazmacek, Kazmazak, a villain better known uh, as Clown. Uh, Tony Dalton from Better Call Saul has been cast as uh, Jack Duquince, uh, a new take on the swordsman character. He is Clint Barton's mentor in the comic books, so this likely means we're going to get some flashbacks. New newcomer Alakwa Cox is playing Maya Lopez slash Echo, uh, and Hawkeye will mark her first major on-screen role, uh, playing uh, yeah, make her first uh, role playing uh, her father. William Lopez is Zahn McLarnan, Mc, yeah, McLarnan from Westworld. Finally, coming uh, confirming recent rumors. The Black Widow star Florence Pugh will be reprising her role as Yelena Belova, likely cementing her as the MCU's new Black Widow. There's a lot, a lot to unpack to there. Digest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot of people that I haven't heard of have been cast in Hawkeye. Yep, <laughs> with a lot of very minor characters. I like Vera Far- 
for me for me i don't remember how to say her name but yeah um she's cool she's been a lot of stuff i like like uh up in the air and uh the conjuring i, I don't know the name offhand oh her okay sure yeah, yeah like you her. know her but she's not like a big name um i like the casting for echo because it's a she's apparently native or indigenous you know right um which is like i said i'm hoping uh Race bending is, you know, or whitewashing is out the window. Marvel continues to be okay in that department. Hopefully um, so. Plus, she's she's deaf, too, so that's cool. Oh, really? I don't know much about the character because I didn't read that run, but I'm glad that you get some double representation there. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's and cool. I'm really super happy about Florence Pugh because I love Florence Pugh. Um, I'm... Going back to what I was saying earlier, I'm a little concerned that she's just like a Marvel actress now. I hope that doesn't happen to her. Right, because she was yeah, like she's been in such other great things. She was like, I feel like on the cusp of being like she was Oscar nominated, you know? Like Yeah, being the next in you know, indie darling crossing over to, you know, mainstream mm-hmm. success with not just art house movies. Yeah. Marvel, I think they that's kinda like the pool they choose from sometimes though, like because Brie Larson was one for Room, and then Marvel scooped her up, you know? Right, I know. So like, I as soon as you're about to be something, not saying being in Marvel is nothing, but as soon as you're about to embark on a bigger career, they're like, no, you're Marvel now. Which, I mean, who I mean, would say no to that? That's the safest paycheck, and probably really fun. Bad. And you can still do other stuff on the side, so. No shade, but I'm excited to see her, and I hope she's in... I heard some room. I don't know if it's true, but people are speculating that she's also in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that's why Black Widow oh, wow. needs to come out first before that show can come out. Oh, that that would make sense because that was mm-hmm. supposed to be before Wandavision, you know. Um, right. But I think that'd be cool if she kind of just like popped up in a bunch of different things, you know. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it seems like they might be angling for like a Thunderbolts style thing. Lots of lots of those characters are showing up, similar to what they're doing with Young Avengers. You know, yeah. And I mean, Elena's in so. the Thunderbolts, so we'll see. Um, Spider-Man Three um, International Sony Video uh, seemingly teases all three Peter Parkers in the upcoming threequel. Tobey <gasps> Maguire and Andrew Garfield are both rumored to reprise their respective roles as Peter Parker in this movie, and that's now being teased in a YouTube video. Um, shared by Sony Channel Latino America. Uh, it's a legit channel with 182,000 subscribers promoting everything from Hell's Kitchen to The Good Doctor and America's Got Talent. It's possible this is just unofficial an unofficial news blast of sorts, but the direct translation of the text reads, Who's your favorite Spider-Man? You don't have to choose. In the Marvel multiverse, anything can happen. And in Spider-Man 3, it's very possible you will see everyone. Yes, the three Peter Parkers saving the world together. I don't think anything's getting lost in translation on that one. Like, it doesn't no. sound like it. Like, what's yeah. up for a debate? Right, that sounds like a hard confirmation on that. I like how we're getting. Speaking of Haley Steinfeld, like it's just a slow trickle of confirmation of this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing multiverse. Is it happening? And then, oh, this, and then we'll, you know, be like, I'm sure next week we'll talk about how Andrew Garfield's in Atlanta. Right, you know, right. He flew to Atlanta. Uh, You know, it's just we're never gonna. It's never. I do kind of. Do you guys miss the days of like, you just find out someone's in a movie? Like, 
Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, I mean, Patrick Stewart's here. Professor X. That's cool. You know? We are here I feel like being part of the problem. I feel like even <laughs> yeah. now, though, since COVID's a thing, like, everybody's looking for something. Mm-hmm. So it's all like, where, where's, where's everybody? Where are they? You know? I mean, this is, I think, the more fun way, but you don't get that, like, instant satisfaction you know it's kind of like a wash pot never boils like but reinterpreted that like where he's just slowly finding new things out so there's never that like oh cool moment it's like like we found about a Haley Seinfeld for sure today well you know in right. like as of this recording where we, none of us were like oh what Haley Steinfeld right, sure, right. we've yeah. been talking about like, this for months yeah <laughs> well I will still. I'm not there yet on Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, where I'm like, neither am I. Won't be shocked at all if it's confirmed, but I mean, I, I need a couple like more. Right. I, I need, I I need a couple more headlines. Excited. I'm not that excited. It sounds so outrageous, though. You know, like, it doesn't. It's bringing, just. It I mean, sounds it like. Does. Well, it sounds like Spider Verse worked so well. Why not yeah, try to do that right. in person? That's what it sounds like to me. It's like, well, the animated worked so well. Let's do it in person. It's it's a it's very ambitious. It is. It's very ambitious. Going, going for off Sony. the track record oh, for fair, the last yeah. two, the last iterations of Spider-Man movies. You know what I mean? Like all these characters come together. True. So. Yeah, and that's true. If 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 Disney doesn't have any oversight on this, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, it's not. ambitious for Sony. Like, like it's, yeah, it's matching up saying. Endgame and Spider-Verse. You know, those two styles or those two gimmicks. Um. I think, I mean, Feige's still a producer on this. I think, I don't see why they can't bolt off. Sony did, they did do Spider-Verse. We can give credit where credit's due, you know? Yeah. It's not an automatic fumble, is all I'm saying. I think it could be good. House of the Dragon concept art gives us a first official look at the Game of Thrones prequel. HBO has officially announced uh, the production on... House of the Dragon, uh, scheduled for a 2021. Previous uh, reports indicated that it would be earlier in the year. Um, and the Game of Thrones Twitter account has also shared a first look at some of the official concept art of the show. Um, dragon. I, yeah, it's a dragon. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like HBO should read the room a little better and realize how much of a bomb that last season was and people are over it. Yeah. I'm sure this will still be a hit. This is oh, yeah, people will watch it. Still, it's not yeah. going to be the water cooler show that they wanted that they wanted to be, and that the first one was. I don't think so. No, There's I think no it's going to be like a Fear the Walking Dead situation, you know, where people like it, but like it's not nearly like Walking Dead used to be the water cooler show too for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What is that show now? Is it like what's Mandalorian? The show that, maybe I guess I don't know. More so in season one than season two, I think, but. Yeah. You have to have a weekly format to do that, I think. You yeah, know? you do. You can't, the boys you can't be a binge. The latest one that got released. Probably everybody's watching I guess, boys. but I feel like I didn't see the boys like trending every time it dropped, you know? Oh, uh, well, sure. Because yeah. the boys, I mean, we're in that comic bubble. So, like, it's obviously hot with all of our customers and, you know, friends. But, oh, like, yeah. Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and Sopranos and, like, Breaking Bad. Dexter, all these shows were popular with everybody. Yeah, it has to be Mandalorian, man. Gotta be Mandalorian. I think Mandalorian is the closest, but boys, boys have some of that too. But Um, I think 
yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I think Marvel will be that. I'm hoping. You know, with are you are y'all gonna watch this show? I mean, I'm sure I'll watch it. I I don't even why why. I, I Somebody doesn't it. tell me it's good. I have I don't care at all about number one prequels and number two Game of Game of Thrones at this point. So, but you watch it. It's gonna something's. Yeah, that's my point. Um, <laughs> probably. It, like it, academically, it, you know, I shouldn't watch this, but like after you've seen how many seasons of whatever garbage a, Netflix, you might as well. Yeah, it's it's a prequel. I can get more behind prequels that are like hundreds of years in the past. You know, I'm right. okay with that. It's not like young Ned or something. Ugh. God. <laughs> if it's something like that, I would automatically discredit it. But dragons are cool. They always do <laughs> the dragons well. I'll watch it for the dragons, maybe. Wow. Um, Star Wars and Moon Knight star Oscar Isaac is said to play Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. What? <laughs> Deadline reports that uh, Jordan uh, Vote Roberts, uh, uh, who directed Kong Skull Island, uh, is doing Metal <laughs> oh, <no>. Gear Solid <laughs> and is finally gaining some momentum with the casting of Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Based on the hit video game series created by Hideo Kojima, uh, Roberts will be uh, working on a screenplay by Skull Island scribe Derek Connolly, who also oh. wrote Jurassic World Dominion. The franchise was launched in 1987, later becoming a, becoming a huge part of the PlayStation brand. Known for its cinematic qualities, fans have long hoped the series might find its way to the big screen. Um, I mean, sure, I can see him as Solid Snake. Yeah. Um, but I have very, very low hopes for this movie with the creative team. The Skull Island team, yeah, mm-hmm. and Jurassic World Dominion, yeah, that's that's the bad the Jurassic World. Yeah, was <sighs> that the one where they said we were they in a house the whole time? Yeah. World? yeah, I don't. Yeah, this isn't going to be the first good superhero movie. I'm sorry, y'all. Video yeah. game. This movie. isn't it. Yeah, sorry, video game. This isn't it. No, it's really not. It yeah, could I'm be that's it's, Monster it's, Hunter. Metal Gear could be, but it not this be. one. Uh, Metal Gear is very layered and interesting. Well, I wonder if uh, Kojima is going to be anywhere attached to it. I think executive producer who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, they put their name on it. Has to check. Right. Exactly. The he gets the not the the Stephen King credit. You know, on a lot of the movies that he's not actually on most Stephen King movies where he has nothing to do with them. I would hope he cares about this this franchise enough to do something. You know. Mm-hmm. They only have so much power, though, I feel like, you know? Oh, sure. absolutely. Um, I've never played any of these games. What, really? what would make it a good movie? What would make it a good movie? Um, so what, what, what elements does it need? So, um, well, I mean, it's already very cinematic from Jump. Like, if you're starting mm-hmm. with Solid, which is not the first one, it started on the NES, but Solid is when the game really hit its stride. And Solid, I think, is the most adaptable of the of the franchise because they get progressively more and more out there and wacky with some of their concepts. Um, okay. Solid is a very adaptable game. It's very interesting. It has layered characters. It has complex storytelling. Um, and the game has cinematic framing. It was very early. I mean, it's PlayStation 1, you know, and they're doing like camera sweeps and like very 
you know, interesting design choices that you weren't getting in video games at the time. Um, yeah, so that's probably where the desire for a Metal Gear movie comes from. Because I've always, as a kid, I thought that would be great. And plus, but but the thing is, Snake, Solid Snake is based on Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. So he is a parody of an existing character. So that's a problem that you're going to run into. It's like, if you get people who haven't played the game, they're going to like, what is this knockoff Kurt Russell? Yeah. I don't think young people think. I think that's no, not at all. Way. I mean, if they play the no, game, young they people not. Whatever. Not yeah, the audience uh, they want. Hideo Kojima is very uh, known for his video game movie like stuff. So. Right. So yeah. is it so cinematic that it's hard to make it a bad movie? Would you think? You oh. know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think they could find a way. If you made Kong Skull Island, Kong Skull Island and Jurassic World, I mean, you can make you can make a bad movie. Um, but that doesn't really have like a roadmap. Like, true. I mean, the if way you're, you're making adapting, the way you're talking about it kind of sounds like it's cinematic to the point where you could easily faithfully adapt it. You know, yeah, or no? I think I think you probably could. You could you could probably make it at least like mid tier, like you know, um, like Ghost in the Cell. Um, yeah, I think yes, I would say that. I would have a. I would think this baseline quality, the irregardless of uh, or regardless of uh, who's writing and directing it, you, I would expect Ghost in the Shell. Well, fingers um, crossed. But I mean, I'll accept Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell wasn't bad. It just wasn't good either. You know. It was just overshadowed by the whitewashing. Right. But this doesn't have that problem, so maybe it'll be passable. Right. Um. Plastic Man news: Female-led spin on the DC Comics property is is in the works at Warner Brothers. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reveals that Blacklist scribe Kat Vasco has been hired to write the Plastic Man movie for Warner Brothers. Uh, we first heard about the project back in 2018 when Amanda Adoko from The Mayor was tasked with penning a comedic take on the DC Comics character. However, Vasco coming aboard the adaptation. Um, uh, is going to be it's going to be taken in a completely different direction. Sources tell the trade that while Plastic Man is in the very early stages of development, it will now be a quote female-led vehicle. That presumably means we can expect for a title change, although it's too soon to say for sure. So Plastic Woman, Plastic Woman. That it's sounds gonna, like it's going to be called Plastic. That that would make oh, more yeah. sense to me, but because Plastic You're Woman right. sounds like a a sexploitation movie. But or like Barbie. A comic called Plastic? <laughs> yeah. Yes, there, oh, was, yeah. there was there was a horror comic called Plastic. Yeah. Um, um okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't who cares? It's plastic, man, dude. Who I mean I don't really get I don't know. I don't get the point of gender swapping Plastic this. Man? Like it's not like a gold mine of a character where like I understand gender swapping when like it's part of a team or you know or it's like an awesome character but you need some more representation. But there's like so many cool female comic book characters who don't have movies. Right. So, exactly. Why are you doing Plastic Woman? But, yeah, but we got to get Plastic Woman. So, I don't know. I also am not a big huge fan of Plastic Man, you know. I don't have I I know these people exist. I know there's people that love Plastic Man. Um but there's not a lot it just feels very executive decision-y you know what i mean oh mm-hmm. i agree like oh we gotta hit this 
It's I mean, I'm here for the representation, but who? It's plastic, man. You're not like winning any awards. Um, Naomi DC Comics adaptation is in the works at the CW from New Gods director Ava um, DuVernay. Didn't she do um, that Chris Pine movie that we saw, A Wrinkle in Time? Didn't she do that too? Yeah, she did A Wrinkle um, in Time. Yeah, um, Ava DuVernay. And Selma. Is, Selma. Okay, is sticking with DC for her next project. The New Gods director is set to develop a small screen adaptation for the DC comic series Naomi for the CW. Uh, DeVornay will team up with Arrow writer and co-executive uh, producer Jill Blankenship to write and executive produce the project, which is based on the 2019 teen, 2019 teen superhero tale of the <laughs> same uh, name from writers Brian Michael Bendis and David Fortnite Walker um, huh. and artist Jamal Campbell. Uh, David David's name is David F. Walker, so that is for real. Um, so the F is really for Fortnite. On that he one. signed it at Bedrock two years ago. He did, uh, mm-hmm. and we have an audio recording of him putting over the podcast. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, the show was expected to focus on a quote teen girl's journey through her small northwestern town to the heights of the multiverse. When a supernatural event shakes her hometown to the core, Naomi sets out to uncover its origins and what she discovers will challenge everything we believe about our heroes did y'all like naomi i know it was a really hot book for a while i love naomi it was really good i didn't finish it oh wow but i thought it was solid i think i read the first half of it it's best in graphic novel there's a hardcover of it there might be is it in paperback now i don't know yes but i bought the hardcover um it's kind of like a mystery so i think it's best read in one and one sitting, you know, all together. Mm-hmm. But I really like this book. And I like that team. Um, this is like exactly what I was talking about from Plastic Man. How they're cool, diverse characters who don't get stuff, you know? Like, I want more Naomi's and less uh, plastic women. Plastic you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, this, I... is, this is how you do it right. I think it's also really, I'm going to say cool, but interesting that you're getting an Oscar-nominated director to do a CW show. Yeah, yeah. No, we see. Elevate the CW a little bit. I would. I kind of wish this was an HBO Max show. Yeah, same. But oh, I also finished Star Girl this week. Oh, speaking <laughs> of HBO Max, really uh, memorable. Huh? Star Girl was like very like much more expensive looking than CW is what I'm saying. Sure. Star Girl now moving to CW, so I'm worried for that. But I'm hoping they uh, put some money, put Star Girl level money into this, and not uh, you know. Legends of Tomorrow money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think things get buried and lost on CW and they're automatically discredited as like young adult stuff or teen stuff. Um, this has the potential to be to have a wide appeal, I think. So. Oh, definitely. And I think broadcast TV is a good place for something like that, for sure. Um, Invincible adds major star power as Ezra Miller, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, and more join the cast. Uh, during a virtual panel held during this weekend's CCXP 2020 Pop Culture Con, more <laughs> of the cast was revealed, and there are some major new additions. Joining the already robust ensemble um, are A-listers Ezra Miller and Mahershala Ali. Both mm-hmm. actors are already well-known among superhero fans as Miller plays The Flash, and Ali will play Blade sometime in the future. Who knows when. Um, Miller will uh, voice D.A. Sinclair, while Ali will voice Titan. Other additions to the cast, cast include Clancy Brown as 
uh, Damien Darkblood. Uh, I I can't get this guy's name. I'm sorry. How do you how do you say that? Did, I think it's like, I think it's just Digimon. Digimon uh, Hansu yeah. uh, as the Martian Emperor. He's cool. Um, yes. Um, Jeffrey Donovan as Machine Head. Nicole Byer as Fiona and Vanessa, <gasps> new characters. Uh, John Hamm as Steve, another new character. And Jonathan Groff as Rick Sheridan. They got a lot of uh, this whole cast is like names, you know. So this is they, they got some money for the show. Apparently, is this this HBO Max, right? This is Amazon. Amazon, okay. Well, which you know, who has the most money? Right, um, of course, it's Amazon. So that's I don't know. I'm impressed. I really like Nicole yeah. Byer too. Do you, have you ever watched Nailed It? Oh, that's Netflix? who. Yes, yes. Okay, that's her. Um, okay, and Jonathan Groff. He's really cool. He's in. He's in stuff. I can't remember what he's in. Um, sure. And Clancy Brown. I think he was Lex Luthor. He's cool. Clancy um, Brown. That name sounds really. Fr- oh, that guy. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, I yeah, I recognize him at all. Um, also, I should say Jonathan Groff. Uh, he looks familiar. He's from Frozen, he, but he's, he's in Frozen. that one oh, well. that one Netflix uh, murder Hunter. mystery show. Yeah, Mindhunter. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Glee. <laughs> Oh, and Glee. But, um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm going to read this at some point. I will buy that compendium. And I will try. I got the first one. You got to talk to Dwight. Read it. Dwight loves Invincible. Star Wars animated series reportedly in the works set during the High Republic era. Set hundreds of years before the events of The Phantom Menace, we know that the novels and comic books are on the way will focus on the Jedi at their peak with a younger Yoda even set to repeat, uh, set to appear. Uh, now, though, a rumor shared by Cinelinx, uh claims that the prequel to the prequels could be getting its own <laughs> animated TV series. If true, it can be added to a growing list of shows that Lucasfilms appears to be working on for Disney+. Intriguingly, the site goes on to mention that, the three, that there have also been, quote, whispers of a potential live-action series uh, that would take place during this period in history. Well, of course, there's been whispers about it. Like, it's their giant initiative that's going over comics, audiobooks, books, mm-hmm. TV. Yeah, if it do- if if people like it, they're going to make a live action. This shouldn't shock, seeing as they're doing live action now, um, t- live action TV. I think whispers are where it ends, though, because they're going to wait to see well, yeah. how people like this before they did. They're doing the cheap initiative, which is comics and books. Um. But they're going to wait and see how people, because Star Wars fans are really easy to please. So yes, they are. I'm sure, yes, they are. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love this, and then they'll make a show. I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm excited for something new in Star Wars. That Did you not... see that thing Disney sent? No. They sent like a big uh, promotional box for, it's just High Republic in general. Well, we didn't get that. And it, ha- it has like some novels, it has some comics, advanced readers copies, and like you what? open it up and it, there's like a light too. It was I like a big the... fancy promotional package. Send me a book. We didn't get that. I took it all. You can ask him. Oh wow! Of course. But um, they're they're rolling out the red carpet for High Republic. So wow. I don't know why we're doing a prequel, but here we are. I guess I mean, it's Star people, Wars. But, but, but this this checks the box that you were talking about. Hundreds of years in the in the in you know ahead of time. I like it. I hate it less when it's hundreds of years in the past. You know. Right. But I still Wait. prefer. Like you've barely done anything. With the, I guess people don't want to see it, but with the most recent trilogy, right? Like there haven't, I feel like there hasn't been much expansion on that, you know, especially yeah. what happens after it. So I think they're just trying to 
get over get done with it and never address it again well never ray who yeah right i don't know her where hashtag where's ray i think we'll see some stuff for it in maybe like five years or so once everyone's cooled off you know like they're like oh maybe maybe i did want to know a little bit more but also it's harder to tell if story in the future because then you put yourself in a box for the next main trilogy you know right you have to adhere to that and that was their whole thing with throwing out the the EU. old canon, right? We'll I see. mean, yeah. Um, Clive Barker um, has regained the U.S. rights to Hellraiser after a legal battle. Um, how did that work out for Barker, you ask? Well, the Hollywood Reporter uh, this morning reports that uh, Barker has, quote, successfully leveraged copyright law to recapture the American rights to the franchise. THR explains, on Monday, his attorney filed papers in California federal court confirming a settlement with Park Avenue Entertainment the production company that's currently enjoying the rights to a film about a woman under a sway of her former resurrected lover. Uh, it's an odd description for a Hellraiser. Right. Um, Barker will gain the U.S. rights to dis- uh, Hell. Um, sorry, will gain the U.S. rights to Hellraiser beginning on December nineteenth, twenty twenty-one, and that will include the rights to the underlying story and the script for the nineteen eighty-seven film, which he wrote and directed. Um, <laughs> Anything done with the film uh, franchise post Hellraiser 87 is not owned by Barker. Similarly, similar to the weird Friday the 13th situation, uh, which is far more of an issue uh, in regards to the Friday franchise now because projects, uh, new projects are tough to make when one person owns the original movie and another one owns adult Jason Voorhees. But new Hellraiser projects beyond 2021 will need Clive Barker's approval, which is fantastic because the only good Hellraiser movies are the first two. And there's like 30. I don't know how many there are. There's a million of them. And every time one comes out, Clive Barker will be like, hey, just so y'all remember, I have nothing to do with this. I don't get money from it. Even though my name's on it, I don't get anything from this. Like, And it's terrible. Don't watch it. Don't support this crap. How dare you? Hellworld was amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, this is cool, though, right? Like, do you think yeah, he'll... No, the- do you think he'll sign off on stuff and try and get stuff made? Or do you think he'll just be like, no, we're done with this property. Oh, absolutely Nothing's not. getting made. We will see a Hellraiser remake um, in 2025, you know, or something like that. Because um, he doesn't It'd be cool if they end of next year. Yeah, that's true. It'd be cool if they tapped like an up and coming horror maker, like filmmaker, kind of like how Candyman did, you know? Yes like a fresh a fresh launch somebody the the ari aster of five years from now or just ari aster so ari aster oh yeah. man but yeah let's be talk so about weird. that can we get an ari aster hellraiser movie that, i don't even what? know what that would look like me neither but Wild. i'm here for i mean but but he would hit it because like hellraiser needs to be weird and not just like kinky sexy type of stuff it, it needs to be weird to be effective um yeah because the novel is scary or the the novella it's very short um i don't think the first hellraiser movie is scary now that's also because the effects are very dated but even Mm -hmm. at the time i don't think that the 1987 when it came out in 87 i don't think it was scary then um it has the potential to be very scary but it just looks really hokey um right but um i don't know um, I, I'm a big Clive Barker fan, so I'm really happy for him that he's able to get the rights to this back. Um, and hopefully we can get some good Hellraiser stuff coming out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kingsman movies and a TV series are currently in the works. 
While a third installment of the main series is, in, is still in the works alongside the U.S.-based Statesman, it appears that Matthew Vaughn has even bigger plans than we ever realized. Talking to Deadline, new Marv Group CEO Ziggy Kamasa uh, revealed that the filmmaker has plans for something like seven more Kingsman films <laughs> as the production label continued to expand. <laughs> we want to grow the business and the output. We have a Kingsman TV series in the works, and there are two, th- there are two, three other franchises being developed alongside the Kingsman world. Okay, chill out. No. Chill. So, this is so a I'm troll, curious. Right? This TV show is is it Netflix TV? Because technically, technically, it's Mark Millar property. I would think it so, would go to Netflix with his Netflix deal. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, the think, new movies? No, because new movies are by Universal, right? That sounds right. Fox. Universal. Fox. Sorry. Yeah. It's a Disney movie now. Um, Ooh we. This is. I think Kingsman, the pl- I think the plot of Kingsman lends itself to doing a bunch of spinoffs, you know? Yes, it absolutely The, na- the nature of the story, but they but the made one, one good one and then one okay one. So it's like, let's take a seat and make, let's see how Statesman turns out, you know? Like, right. You need to, you need to, you need to calm down before you create a fleet of other, of other movies. We still have... King's Man to come out, right? Yeah, that hasn't come out yet. It's called Statesman now, I think. Oh, is that what it is? No, okay. no, no. King's Man. No. Um, no, Statesman was the Channing Tatum. Uh, U.S. King's, King's Man is the no, one that's that was supposed to come out this year. No, the Channing Tatum one is Golden Circle, right? Oh, what? Yeah, it's Kingsman the Golden Circle. Yeah. What is Statesman? Statesman is the is the American one. No, 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 no. No, that was the name. They were the statesmen in the movie. Okay, but the movie is Kingsman. Okay, but it, didn't it say in this article here that, that along with the U.S. that main series still in the works, along with the U.S. based statesman? That sounds to me like they're going to make a statesman movie. I guess so. I no, okay. And yeah, the, okay. the one that was supposed to come out this year was the, King the King's Man. Man. Yeah. The reason I thought I thought the Kingsman was American though, but I guess I was confused. Mm. Um, Okay, yeah, Statesman is the fourth one that is being developed. Oof. Who? Uh, Confirming Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, and Halle Berry. I feel like this is a franchise that why do people like the Statesman? Yeah, I don't want to see States like the Kingsman. I feel like the you know the British ones are more exciting. Right. Than the cowboy ones. <laughs> um, Disney Disney Plus and Hulu could be combined. With Disney lo- losing money due to the closure of their theme parks and a lack of new movies in theaters, it would make sense for the Disney Plus for Disney Plus to gain Hulu's thirty-six plus million subscribers. Now Collider reports that there are maybe tentative plans in place to combine the two platforms in the not too distant future. It's likely this, that this content would be put behind some sort of adults-only tab regor- requiring a passcode or something along those lines. Chances uh, are the monthly cost would increase, of course. Um, I think we're going to see more stuff like this, uh, streaming services combining, um, especially in the era of everybody's realizing there's too many streaming services out there. Yeah, honestly, right. I think Honestly, I think that's a good thing. I would much rather pay a little bit more 
um, you know, than one of them to get both of them. I mean, I'm already doing the mm-hmm. bundle, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm probably going to be paying the same. Um, but to have it's it just all nice to have it in one place. Right. Like, I, I hate that I have to search to find out where I want to watch a movie. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand if you have Apple TV or Android TV, like, that sort of has, like, a top menu that, like, filters all that stuff down, and you can sort of browse everything at once. Um, but... It just seems like... St- you're right that streaming like everything should be streamlined that's what i would like you know how there's like currently there's tv like network and then movie theaters and then streaming right it'd be cool if like and they're all controlled by the same people so it'd be cool if everything abc went to disney plus every disney plus movie went to disney plus you know it was all just the same company and i would just like that it'd be easier that would kind of be a kicking the butt to like network advertising and stuff but i think people are willing to pay more and get more if it's a little bit you know i no i completely agree i i would much rather pay a little bit more uh to have less streaming services yeah Mm -hmm. we and we saw this on a smaller scale with dc universe and hbo you know absolutely it's like a Marvel only streaming service is even as, as great as those movies are. It's like, I don't need that. Um, yeah, get under one, one umbrella. Um, all 2021 Warner brothers films will be simultaneously released in theaters and on HBO max. This is, the biggest, this is the biggest news. This is bananas. Um, the same rollout format. Warner brothers is adopting for wonder woman, 1984 in these challenging times will be applied to the studio's full 2021 film slate. All films from Warner Brothers will be simultaneously released in theaters and on HBO Max, where they will be available on the streaming service for 31 days. Films that will be distributed in the new theater include, in the new theater slash HBO Max rollout, include The Suicide Squad, Matrix 4, Dune, Godzilla Kong, Space Jam, A New Legacy, (laughs) Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat, those who wish me dead the conjuring whatever number in the heights reminiscence <laughs> malignant the many saints of newark i'm excited about that one king richard and cry macho the hollywood reporter is reporting that this decision was not made in conjunction with the movie theater owners who are likely to be very upset with this development many theaters are holding on by the skin of their teeth bar- borrowing large sums of money and raising or raising capital by selling off stocks um so this is potentially industry changing like Mm -hmm. you know like you know irreversibly changing the industry good dude this could be the moment everyone looks back on when everything changed not to be dramatic i mean but actually though you know when the fire nation attacked yeah (laughs) everything changed when hbo attacked um (laughs) there's so much to unpack here i don't even know where to start um let's talk about like the, the the logistics here um, so do so now. We, so we're we're already planning to go see Wonder Woman in rent, rent out a theater for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I think most of these, Dune being an exception, mm-hmm. I'm good watching these at home. You know, no, no. There's a few that I would go see. Like if I liked Godzilla, I would do that. Sure. I kind of if Matrix Four ends up looking good, I may want to do that. But you're right. Almost all of them, I'm like. Give it to me at home. At home. Watch them all at home. Ninety percent of them, you know. Except 100%. except Dune. 
that one I will uh, definitely. I'm down to rent a theater for that. All of it mm-hmm. at home. We should preface preface this by saying that Warner Brothers is saying this is only a one year thing because of COVID. You know, that is true. That's I, frankly BS because if it works out, now. it's going to be forever. You know, right? Like yeah. if they like Warner, it, HBO Max is the lowest subscribed to streaming service of like the main ones. You know, it's right. got like eight eight million subscribers, and then Disney's already at like sixty. It's like it's very far behind. Right. Um, which I don't, I don't understand why, but that's just the way it is. It's expensive. It's like fifteen dollars a month, but uh, I think they must have seen a sizable uptick when they announced Wonder Woman for HBO Max. Yeah, must be to make a move like this. And I think they're also reading, reading the tea leaves a bit. In that, even I mean, things are looking pretty promising for a vaccine, but even when it comes out, it'll still take a long time to be distributed and then after that it'll take a long time for people to feel comfortable to go to a theater so even if you got half the box office revenue it's not you're not going to see a big return so their options are to hold on to these another year put them out in theaters and make only a little bit or put them out in theaters and hbo and And get a bunch of revenue yeah via your subscriber count and hopefully they'll stick with you in 2022 you know so i get why they're doing it Will we get a similar announcement from another another studio, or do you think they're all waiting to see what happens? Well, it's interesting. Remember months ago when Universal said, "Oh, we're going to do 17 days," and everyone freaked out. All the theaters, like, right, we're not going to show. Who was it? AMC banned Universal movies. They said right. they're not going to show Fast and the Furious because sure, of that. Sure, you're not. So, what are they going to do now? Like, they've the theaters haven't really responded to this. I think maybe they just Cinemark said they're going to show all the movies for a dollar, right? <laughs> I don't. I, I heard don't that rumor. <laughs> Cinemark isn't really on the map too much. It's right. mostly Regal and AMC for the, you know, for the U.S. But I don't know. AMC, like I said, AMC banned Universal for right narrowing the window to seventeen days, and they worked out a deal where AMC would get a cut of the streaming sales because it, it went to PVOD. But you right. can't do that here because it's for free on their streaming service. Right. There's really no deal to be made. You just have to, the theaters have to go with it or not show the movies. They're really uh, in a tough spot here. I think, I to answer your question though, I don't think, I don't think we're going to hear any announcements until Wonder Woman comes, comes out. out. And we see. And we, we might not ever hear how Wonder Woman did the way we never heard how Mulan did. Right. But people will... I think studio insiders will know how Wonder Woman did and if HBO is happy with it. I think right. this could lead to Black Widow on Disney Plus. I don't know. But can Disney Plus do a premium unlock price after this? I don't think so. Right, no. No, that's it's, done. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. So <laughs> I think, no, I think Wonder Woman comes out and then I think January, February, we get, you know maybe everybody else starts to come on board and realize, oh, HBO got a ton of subscribers for this. Maybe we can all get subscribers for this. And then, you know, you do then get the combining of Disney Plus and Hulu and, you know, trying to even further, you know, increase the your foothold in the streaming market. Um, yeah. I, I'm okay with it, honestly. As much, so I love the theater experience, but I, I mean, why do, why do they get 
uh, a preferential treatment? Why why shouldn't why should the theater why should the studios be in trouble for giving someone the option of seeing it at home or in the theater? Like right. like well, I think up until now it's been seen as a mutualistic relationship. Like movies sure. need theaters, and theaters need movies. But so I, this I, is really risky. It, that could be the case, and this won't work. You know? Yeah. I don't know. They would have to. How many subscribers are you gonna have to get to pay for these All twenty budgets? It's gonna be. It would have to be 60 a ton. million. I think they're gonna lose money next year in that regard, but hopefully keep them for years to come. I think that's the that's the plan. You know, right. similar to how Netflix spends tons of money and keeps losing and losing and losing, but they're like, well, these people are never gonna leave, so we have an endless stream. But this is good for everyone. This is good for filmmakers who have kind of been on pause and don't have an outlet anymore. You know, it's good for the whole movie industry. Cause like thousands yeah. of people work on each movie, you know, um, it's like a ton of jobs. Um, it's great for everyone. It's great for people at home. It's great for everyone except theater theaters really. So yeah, it's unfortunate in that regard, but, but also I think the movies are still coming out in theaters. So it's not, but I think theaters are going to be more of a niche thing if this works out. Like, they're going to be forced to, if you have the option to stay home and have your perfect, um, you know, like quiet, controlled environment, like, why are you going to go sit at a, I must say a bad word, in a, a <laughs> poorly <laughs> maintained theater right. where someone's on their phone and vaping, right. you know? Like, right. playing, theaters playing are going to be forced. Theaters are going to be forced to. I've kind of been warning this for a while. I think theaters have been a little bit like, well, you know, we're theaters. What are we going to do? You know, right? You you have to come here. Um, So I think now then maybe they'll be forced to be better to shape up. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a similar like on a smaller scale. You can see what happened to comics too. You know, like comic stores used to be way more prevalent and a bigger deal. But Absolutely. the ones that are good, you know, like Bedrock, adapted and stuck right. around. Comics are digital same day. The same way these movies are digital same day. That didn't used to be the case. No. The comic stores survived or the ones who the ones who adapted and rolled with it, you know? So right. I think if they if they make a good environment the way Bedrock has, you know, I think there is a chance that they could coexist. I, I think we're going to see more Alamo draft houses and less AMC Dunville's. MC Dunville's. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree with you. But theaters um, will always be there. They're never going to go away. Of course. No, th- theaters no, are not, not going away. I think, um, no, theaters are not going away. However, I think you're right. We're going to get more uh, bespoke boutique type theaters situations going forward. This um, is bad if you live in like Reading, Pennsylvania, though, you know? Right. Like you might lose your, they might not have a theater experience at all. We're fine. They can watch it at home. Oh, well, I guess they would have bad internet, huh? Well, no, I'm saying they wouldn't have a theater experience. They wouldn't. That might not be. We can go to Alamo Draft House, but. Yeah, we will have the option. That's the thing. Um, We definitely will have the option. Um, But AMC theaters condemn Warner Media's HBO Max plans as theater stock plummets after announcement. AMC theater CEO Adam Aaron has condemned the movie, uh, the move, something which won't come as a huge surprise after the struggling chain initially decided to boycott Universal's movies in response to the decision to shorten the theatrical window. Warner Brothers, however, just demolished it. 
Um, clearly, quote, clearly Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partnership and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. Oof. Uh, uh, Aaron said in a statement released to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, as for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. What are you going to do? I mean, what are they going to do? Right. Not show The Matrix, not show Dune, not show Suicide Squad. Get out of here. That'd be wild, dude. Like, I mean, you can lose most of the things on this movie and not be a big deal. But like some of those Suicide Squad, Matrix, Dune, Godzilla, Space Jam. What if uh, they do it, though? What if they don't show these movies? I mean, I'm here for it. Let's let that fight possibility. What's the what's the Ken Wananabe quote? Let them fight. Right. Let's, Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens. Just fight it out. I hope. I hope that Warner Brothers or AT&T will give them a bigger cut of the... Because normally they take half the money, you know? Right. I'm hoping if they're also putting on HBO Max, they'll be like, we'll take 30% or something like that. You know, I think there's a... maybe. Uh-oh. Did we lose Dylan? Oh, no. Oh, no. We done, we done lost him. We done goofed. Uh-oh. Maybe wow. Maybe where they could make them... Still, oh, we, back. We, we I mean we got like can you none hear me? of that. Yeah, we hear you now. I can hear you. Oh no. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, you're good now. You can we, hear me? Yeah, we, okay. we lost a good Sorry. chunk of what you said. What did I what did I say last? I don't know. I can you, hear you the whole time. That was weird. That's weird. Uh okay. Okay. Well, theater 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 boohoo. <laughs> theater theater boohoo. <laughs> um so no, um, I I have a question about that. Um, do so. This is more for Ron than for Dylan. Go ahead. If if this is like the new normal forever, would this encourage you to upgrade your home setup? Oh yeah, most definitely. It's like this. Is like I'm gonna get a sound system. I mean, get a, to a degree. COVID did that for a lot of people. Sure. Mind you, I work at a comic book store. Right, you know, you know, bills got to get paid. Sure, absolutely. But if I had the expenses, yeah, I would have turned this room all all the way upside down with with nice, uh, you know, TV and sound system and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I mean, that's I, the way of, the, of the future, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, my next point, I know because I know I don't even ask Dylan because I know Dylan. It doesn't even matter whether the theaters are open or not. You're going to have a good setup. Um, well, it applies to me because I I would want a better one. Even would you? Right. I already have a good setup. If, See, I, I feel if like Disney, you, if it right. looks like we're seeing all these movies at home, like Are you gonna I'm, upgrade I'm gonna want to upgrade some point? stuff. Because I think I, mean, I think the seating. Because I think you would have you got the good screen. I know you got the good screen. But there's always a bigger screen, Michael. Right, that's true. I need to go for that. I'm at 65 inch. So I could go to 77. I mean, yeah, but how how much <laughs> different seating would you want? Like, if you have a nice couch, then you're good. Right? Yeah, I can't really. I'm not. My living room space is going to be kind of small. I don't have a lot of space for seating, but it's the sound and the screen. There's always room. Right. As long as the sound and the screen, you're you're pretty much set. I mean, I've got a great couch. I've got a fantastic uh, setup here. Um, I just I got the I got the 65 inch 4K UHD. Uh, I, I've got a sound bar that's pretty old, so that needs to get upgraded. Sure, get a little upgrade. But, but I'm going to upgrade the TV next year, uh, and then this TV will go in my bedroom, which has an old 1080p thing. Get an OLED, Michael. That's where it's at. It's the future. Man. It's got to be OLED. OLED is the future. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. Okay. They're cheap now. How's, how's cheap? <laughs> Cheaper. <laughs> you, can, you can get them under $1,000 now. 
Okay, well, I'll wait a little bit. I don't need it right now. Um, Dune make sure you get it on $800. Right. Dune executive producer, uh, Dune, I'm sorry, Dune producer, Legendary Entertainment, may sue Warner Brothers over HBO Max deal. Ooh. Legendary Entertainment, the production company that co-financed Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong, may take legal action against Warner Brothers over the studio's decision to end, I'm sorry, to send its movies to HBO Max at the same time they debut in cinemas. Legendary finance a significant portion of Dune, which costs roughly $175 million, and Godzilla vs. Kong, which carries a price tag of around $160 million. Yet the company was largely kept out of the loop uh, that their films would be included <laughs> in Warner Brothers' plan to send... 17 films, its uh, entire 21 slate uh, to the subscription uh, streaming service and and any open movie theaters. Sources familiar with the situation say Top Brass at Legendary are trying to have conversations with Warner Brothers regarding its upcoming films, Legendary and Warner Brothers. Um, Legendary is hoping first to negotiate a more generous deal, but isn't taking legal action off the table should the two companies fail to reach uh, a compromise. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I get that from Legendary. That's, I mean, that's their movie. So unfair to them. <laughs> I mean, they paid for it. Yeah, right? there's producers, the people who make the movie, and then there's distributors who put it out. So it's crazy that <laughs> your distributor would be like, oh, but we're going to put but it actually, on our service. Right. Eat into your profits. Like, they need something. It, Warner Brothers is in a t- tough spot because they... I think they are sacrificing revenue, you know, yeah, in a play for HBO. But now they're also they also have all these people looking for handouts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. You can't you can't sacrifice your revenue and go into debt paying all these people for the movies. I think they're going to be like, nah. Contract says we can do what we want with it. We can distribute oh, yeah. it how we there's, want. There's something right. In That's the how that goes down. They're they're playing hardball now. It's it's their game. So sorry, legendary. Yeah, rip legendary. Yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan rips HBO Max as quote worst streaming service, um, and denounces Warner Brothers' plan. Some of the industry's biggest filmmakers, and uh, this is a quote: uh, "Some of the industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were waking up to the greatest movies, working for the greatest movie studio in the world, and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service." <laughs> Filmmaker Christopher Nolan, whose relationship with Warner's dates back to uh, Insomnia in 2002, um, stated uh, this to the uh, Hollywood Reporter. Added Nolan, quote, Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in the home. And they are dismantling it as we speak. Uh, They don't even understand what they're losing. The decision makes no economic sense. And even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. That's bold claims from a man whose movie did not make more than $10 million. Well, yeah. And got got outdrawn by the crews. You know. (laughs) Yeah, he promised that 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 was the move, that people were ready. It was time. I don't don't think Christopher Nolan is the most in-touch person when it comes to economics. It's so, like, it's almost like a baffling level of confidence, you know? Like, to be, like, imagine if you, like, died literally died on a hill and then came back with the same argument like no i'm right again i can't imagine maybe i'm just too insecure to ever to like even fathom that but good for him you know i mean you you know i don't entirely disagree with his viewpoint that i mean it is dismantling 
the this the American system right now, right? True. American yeah. film system. Is that for good or for ill? You know, we don't know. Um, but however, they can walk it back. If if this yeah. sucks, you know, they can just not do it. Like if if fall twenty one rolls around and the vaccine is readily available and people are ready to go back to the movies. You know, I mean, like, look, I don't, we I don't know if I agree with, with that. We talked about it with the Demon Slayer thing, right? Demon Slayer made $250 million or something in Japan. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a vaccine in Japan. And that, there, those are people that have, have, have handled it, right? So, like, if you can get this thing under control, um, you can make the money. I don't know. You're going to have a whole year of people getting used to this, you know? Like, can you put the. Sure. Like when have you when do you ever hear about like seismic changes in in industries and then it reverting back to the way it was? I don't know. Like, I guess I, you I think people because, may be spoiled I mean, by this, and it, there might be some. It might change, but I'm not sure that it'll ever be. I mean, that's what happened with <clears throat> the music industry. I guess you're right. So, like, you know, Metallica sued Napster, and then that was it. Um, the 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 whole thing changed like um, nearly overnight. Like all these pay to pay to stream music and pay to download music services came up and then then the streaming subscription services came out and then you know the, i mean you can always pirate anything like but you know it changed right. the way things work and people bought less cds because they were buying it on their phone or they're buying whatever so mm-hmm. you know maybe you're right maybe maybe if this goes a full year of yeah i'll just watch it at home maybe the theaters don't come back the way i well yeah i don't know but if it doesn't work if people don't do it, I don't know. I really, I really. If people don't sign up for HBO, you mean? Right. If people don't sign up for HBO, I mean, it's not really a, any big deal for HBO, is it? I mean, like for Warner, because they can always put them back out in theaters. If if their subscriber account doesn't jump up, doesn't triple, which it should by all rights, mm-hmm. you know, if not more than that, right? Um, this should make them the number one streaming streaming service. It should. Um, They'll never beat Netflix. I don't think it will. Okay, behind Netflix. They're only in U.S. Also keep that in mind. Okay. Um, I don't even think they can beat Disney at this point. You don't it's, think? It's no. tricky. It would, have is, to, it would have to grow exponentially, but it might. I mean, I think, I, that's I not see. sustainable, is it? I like, don't know. If you do all your 2022 movies on streaming, it's a, it's, it can't just like keep growing. Like I feel like the people who want to do that will have done it. Right. I think they're going to have to figure something else out. I think dismantling is maybe a dramatic word, but we will never, I don't think we'll, I think we're done. Like I can, I can confidently say that we're done with movie comes out in theaters, comes out six months later at home. At home. Oh, or yeah, three months later, awful. you know? It will be a couple weeks. It'll be a month. You know, we're never going to go back. You know, that period of time when it's out of the theaters, but it hasn't come out at home yet and you just can't watch it. Right. Right. Like we're going to tell the younger generation about that and be like, what? Like, (laughs) there's no way you could watch it. And we're like, no, you just have to wait. It's sort of like, it's sort of like when the older generation tells us like, oh no, Star Wars played in theaters for two years because there was no home video. So you had a year or so to go watch this movie. Movies ran forever. 
Yeah. You could pay for your ticket with a can of soup. Right. 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 <laughs> um, you know, um, I have gone to a baseball game that I paid for a ticket with a can of soup. Really? Yes. Uh, in, in Phoenix, the minor league baseball team accepts um, food bank donations as tickets. Huh. And I have paid with a can of soup. I know theaters used Where to do that. Um, Disney to announce new Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm projects during Investor Day. We could learn what the future holds for Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm as soon as this Thursday, a.k.a. tomorrow. Um, Deadline Hollywood is reporting <laughs> that Disney will reveal new MCU and Star Wars projects to its shareholders during its special Investor Day event. It's also expected that Disney will respond to Warner Brothers' unprecedented move to simultaneously release all of its 21 films, 2021 films on HBO Max and uh, in theaters. While Warner Brothers is stating that this tactic is only as a result of the pandemic and uncertain and uncertainty surrounding how vaccinations will be distributed next year, movie industry analysts uh, are unanimously stating that it will be impossible impossible to put the lid back on this can of worms once opened. Um. I don't. Would I mean? I don't know what what announcements we could get other than there's a new Star Wars trilogy or Black Widows coming to anything that's going to shake anything up. Other, you know, a, they're going to start filming Blade. I mean, yeah, I think we might get some dates for stuff. But um, I don't believe in maybe dates. they'll get they'll talk about a couple. I don't know. I think film like filming has kind of gone back to normal a little bit. Okay, you know, yeah. like they're filming Miss Marvel, they're filming Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Uh, Hawkeye, like they're all back. I think we're over the period where nothing was filming and we were just gonna have to wait forever. I think there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not saying they should be filming because you keep hearing about them getting shut down all the time and nothing's gotten better to where you'd be like, now you're filming, but they got numbers are going getting worse. (laughs) Yeah, out of desperation, they're back filming. So I would believe their dates. Um, but I've seen a lot of people thinking that they're going to announce that they're also doing the HBO Max um, method, you know? Okay. But I don't think that's going to happen because it was just announced and something like that takes a lot of planning, you know? Like, for example, Scarlett Johansson gets a cut of the Black Widow box office, you know? Sure. So you have to work with her lawyers and figure out what that's going to mean for her when you put it on disney you, you know you, and that, you do this. that for every movie you don't think they've been planning this since uh mulan oh i'm sure i think they, they have. have but i don't think they are going to respond to hbo max and be like oh we're also doing it you know i think this it takes too. way too much yeah i think it takes way too much planning to get that level of response in a week you know hmm. we might see that and we might see more premiere a week ago they were still on premiere access you know so Yep. But the Soul is coming out for free. I think maybe they're done with Premiere Access. That this didn't work. Yeah, I, I think that's not gonna I, I think that's not gonna happen anymore. Wonder I Woman think, killed that. I think they're like a lot more cautious than Warner Brothers is, and Soul is the real first one. They did Lanny and the Tramp, but I don't really count that. I think Soul is the real first one where they're truly putting it out for free on their service. So I think they're gonna see how that goes. But okay. I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe they'll say surprise. Everything's free. Merry Christmas. Man. Be wild. I really don't know what to expect. Um, but That's I do your know. Official prediction. My official prediction for the Disney thing, I'm going to say we're going to get a 
Black Widow date for for streaming. Um, I think if they do that, it'll be a like PVOD. I I don't world tour style thing. Oh, you, you think, don't so? think so? I don't know. I mean, did, I mean, maybe they give it one more go with a movie that they know will make some money. Like we all talked about that, how Mulan wasn't a fair measurement because it was indeed. a stinker and it had a lot of controversy, you know? Right. Indeed. So maybe they're like, all right, let's try one more time with something that's good. And if this one fails, then we'll never do it again. Right. So my prediction, this doesn't make any sense, but y'all kind of like swayed my prediction, but Black Widow will come out premiere, thirty dollars, whatever, and then right. everything after that, it's free. They they're gonna do it. I feel like they're gonna do it, at least for this year, for like twenty twenty one. Simultaneous okay. in theaters. Yeah. Wow. But oh. premiere Soul isn't. We will know next week by next recording. We will know the answer to this. But next week, I'm sure we're just gonna all want to talk about cyberpunk, like. Oh, that's what yeah, I'm doing. That's, that's what I'm doing all day Thursday. <laughs> all day Thursday, and, baby. And I'm boy. off Saturday, but it's the second day of Hanukkah, and we're going over to Lori's parents for a thing. So I need another I mean, day off. I gotta pull yeah, right. I'm thinking about some vacation days, you know. And <laughs> I didn't even talk about the crazy wrestling news. Like AEW is gonna be working with Impact Wrestling now, and like Kenny Omega's gonna crossovers? Show, yes, Kenny Omega's gonna show up on Impact on Tuesday. Bro, it's wild. Like, this is crazy. Like <laughs> I, I I don't know what this timeline is, but it's wild. What exciting times we're in! I mean, they're horrible times, but you know, here we are. Oh, the yeah. worst! But Cyberpunk's coming out. But Cyberpunk's <laughs> coming out. Wrestling's good. You know, I got Apex. You I know, Apex. this is great. Mandalorian. Free, free Warner Brothers movies. Yeah. Free Warner Brothers movies. I mean, we're, yeah, exactly. I they mean, announced so, Space Jam too, son. Still no HBO Max on Roku, but you know, whatever. They have to have a deal. There, something's going to happen. They got to figure that out. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for this super bloated extended edition uh, news roundup. There was so much this week. King size. King annual. size. King size annual uh, number five. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hey, this is David F. Walker, also known as David Walker 1201. That's my Twitter handle. I'm coming to you from Bedrock City Comic Company, and you're listening to the Uncanny Universe Podcast.